Baby, but hmm? baby, but baby, girls need to hear this. Sit down, sit down. Get your cups ready for the superior. Hatkins calling in a long fold. Collect your coffee, friend, and he's there every night. Oh, Walter. <laughs> Nancy, Nancy sat on a jet. Nancy, Nancy likes child sex. All the king's horses and all the king's men allowed Nancy, Nancy in the palace again. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. It's me, Kalechi, in the place to be, and you are listening to SYM or watching SYM, uh, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck your mum. And that goes for all of the royals. They're spoiled. <laughs> Those royals. I don't want them in my life. I don't. Let me, for the sake of transparency, tell you what has been going in. I actually recorded this episode last night and I looked so cute. Are you nuts? I had on my Hope Macaulay cardigan, you know, the chunky knit cardigan. I had on a little bit of concealer, you know, before you tell me that my eyes are bulging up. Um, I had a, non, a little bit of concealer and, <laughs> and I just generally had a great vibe. But Spirit was like, you're not releasing that episode because let me tell you, baby people, I dragged, I dragged. There were a number of people that needed their, their nyash, their nyash to just be open, their bum bum hole to just be open, like just opened widely and to be screamed inside of. Like I, I just needed to say some things. And I feel like God was like, yeah, you could get it off your chest, but <laughs> that episode is not going out, baby. Uh, and I didn't even realize I had no sound until I sent it to Brent. And he was like, oh, hey, yeah, there's no sound on the video. I was like, oh. So I'm just looking at endless footage of myself looking cute and no words are coming out. Speaks to a lot of you, actually. Not you lot, but, you know, them lot. You're just looking cute and you open your mouth and it's just rubbish nothing nothing coming out um but I'm back again and I just think I'll keep it brief already I see the improvement I you know like people are like oh you know sometimes there isn't a reason for everything sometimes things are just shit and that's so true but already because I have to come back and I've still got my same show notes um it, I see how it's going to be more concise this time I get it And you would have heard Lev, my baby boy, my little baba Singing the theme tune Because I don't know where he learned it from But then I, I listen to the podcast, um, don't I? After recording it, when it comes out, I listen to it And I'm like, oh my god, this girl is so funny <laughs> As if it's not me Um but yeah, I genuinely, I listen back um, or I watch it back, um, especially on a Tuesday at 5.55 p.m. on YouTube. Watch it with everyone when the premiere loads and um, we're in the chat 
I, I think some of you don't know how to use the chat functionality because I see that you're there, but I don't think you know where the chat button is. But we have a great time in the chat. And that's always fun because, you know, Jonathan adds like different memes and everything else. And it just makes it super cute. But I'm back once again, back once again. And I guess I need to get on with it. But I'm going to do things this way around, which is not what I did yesterday. So I... Oh, it's the morning. I was trying to use this time actually to finish off um, people's month ahead readings for the month of November. So even though it's called an October reading, it's because I send it out in October, but it covers four weeks from October. Well, from the time of listening to it. Um, And I've capped also how many people can join the Straw Society tier. That's what the tier is called on Patreon, where I send you your reading ahead that tells you what your month ahead is going to be like or give you an idea of the themes that you might be dealing with. Um, I've capped it because there were just a couple of people that I meant, like they just irritating me, like the entitlement. And I'm just like, oh no, you catch a refund and you just get out. Um, we have to be spiritually aligned for me to read for people. And I love that the people I read for, especially when life is lifing, because my God, life has been lifing. And if you've been listening to me, um, experiencing me for long enough, you know that I have a very strong sense of justice. Like I, I really don't like wrong, you know? And so if you feel like, oh, I should have got my thing already. I should have got this or should have got that. You know that if you don't get it at that time, you're going to get it anyway. And also it's still within the time frame for you to get your thing. But when you start behaving almost like you're addicted to the thing, then you shouldn't have it. You shouldn't. So like I said, I've, and I've mentioned before for other types of readings, I'm going to be way more stringent with how it's done and adding team members onto Patreon so they can do some of the interactions because me, I'm always one sentence away from cussing. But um, yeah, I've capped how many people can join that tier now just to make it manageable and nice for myself. And I also think I prefer just doing it as audio because I can do that anywhere as opposed to waiting to get to my office so I can film the video versions um, and the message is still the message in it. Um, So yeah, that I wanted to get out of the way said, um, but this is what I wanted to read. I'd already said it on social media, but for those of you who don't have social media or don't follow me on social media and haven't seen it on, uh, or didn't see it when it was in my Instagram stories, I'm just going to read you out what it says. Here we go. I think ghosting is so unethical, which is why I'm encouraging our slow goodbye. It has been on my heart for a while and I'm at peace with my podcast and social media channels being done by January, 2024. I won't delete the episodes slash posts. That way people can refer back to them, especially the people who deemed me unhinged for simply observing what I see in society and saying so. I was chatting with a friend um, of, um, well, a darling friend of mine while I waited forever at Baltimore airport last night. This was like over a week ago. And they said they were surprised I've done as much social justice work as I have without plant medicine all these years. I'm still thinking about this. People congratulating me for carrying burdens that were never mine to carry, or maybe the load was unevenly distributed, while others project their unhealed parts onto me. Plant medicine is showing me that I'm deserving of clarity and tenderness and the passionate care that I have for the world. I won't earn this no matter how much I show up because people can only meet you as far as they've met themselves. Social media isn't real because the reality we are uh, participating in also isn't quote unquote real, but our anguish is. 
One of the ways to come through this is to collectively decide on a new reality, one that prioritizes healing. This is what um, abolitionist movements throughout the ages have been about. No matter what I say, what people hear is a fire-breathing, flame-throwing black beast woman. Meanwhile, what I see in myself is a little girl who felt so unsafe in the world that she made it her mission to try to save it in her own unique way. I don't want to play the game anymore. I haven't for a while. Also, a note to publishers slash agents to think outside the box on how they'll market me and my work once my platforms are no longer an option. Godspeed. With the South Node in Libra in my seventh house of commitment slash partnership slash other people, I'm releasing this particular relationship amongst others. As with any amicable, um, amicable divorce, let us let each other go in peace. So that, my baby people, baby girls, baby boys, baby non-binaries, is my announcement that January, end of January 2024, the podcast is done. Like, done. You know, we've had a good run. It's, there's, I don't feel like there's anything more that I need to cover past that point. Um, I want to go ahead and look at doing other things. And same with social media. I'm not going to delete my pages and I'm not going to delete the podcast off the face of the earth. They'll all still be there, but I just won't be using them. Just will not interact with them. And I don't want no stinking management to touch it either. Not that I'm saying that my management is stinking. I'm just saying that anybody other than myself using my specific pages in Kolechnikov and, um, you know, say there's just no point. So leave it there. So it ends January, 2024. And then the last live show will be April, 2024. So it gives us a nice hurrah for Say Your Mind. I think that, yeah, just enough has been done. You know, I had this image in my mind when um, I was meditating recently of just people um, just sucking at, you know, I saw myself, but almost like with many nipples or like teats and then people were just sucking at it, taking while clawing at you but still like clawing at me, but still wanting to take nutrients from me. And I just thought this is wild, you know, whether it's um, other black women or just society as a whole. And I feel like the GB news stuff, as well as the Novara media stuff really um, solidified it for me that no disrespect, but this isn't worth my energy. Like all of this isn't worth my time because I just feel like people are too, um, is it placid? Just like, hmm, yeah, she'll figure it out. It's fine. Yeah, she'll sort it. And I know that I don't want it to feel like a selfish way to think because obviously people are going through their own things, but you know, the numbers are there, like people are listening and then simple things like reporting this, reporting that they won't do, but let a white woman be disgruntled in any way. Then people have energy, they have vim. So I'm just like, yeah, the episodes are there. Those who are very, very slow in catching up with what I'm saying, um, they'll have it to refer back to years from now to see that it was already said. Um, and, you know, deal with that how you will. Because I there are a lot of things I said regarding, you know, from 2020 that are playing out now in terms of like this veil being pulled back and really, really seeing institutions and establishments for what they are. And we're seeing that in real time. I don't need to repeat myself. And to know that like people can listen and still just be so wrong in their perceptions. And I'm meant to be gracious and be like, oh, everybody has their own interpretation of certain things. No, you're just wrong. You're just wrong. 
you and your white Jesus. You're just wrong. Um, but yeah, um, it's been real. And we'll do all of the goodbyes and all of the higgy hagar um, when we get to end of Jan. And then I'll announce the date for the live show then as well. And that will be cute. I think it will also not be very big either. I'm just going to, you know, I want it to be manageable. So thinking about which venue, all of that stuff. And that's not to say that I won't keep making things and I won't keep sharing my views. But what I am going to do is you're going to have to pay me for those views. You're going to have to pay me for that, my observations. So my website, I'm currently working on building out the members area and my videos, my audio, all of those things that I will do weekly, um, I'll put there. So if you have a subscription on my website, so patrons basically, essentially, um, you'll move over to my website eventually. And that's where I'll be putting my things. And therefore I have more control over the conversations that's happening, the discussions that are happening around everything. And I think it aligns with Pluto in Aquarius. It's about thinking not just about the power of the people and how we use technology, but having individual communities because Aquarius is all, it's about large groups, but also community, right? So fostering, intentionally fostering a community um, where discussions can happen, um, with the videos, with the things that I post and everything else, but it's happening behind this paywall because it needs to be. Um, I'm not going to keep posting things on social media that people can come and um, take and use anyhow, um, misrepresent me, whatever the case may be. And everybody's just looking. So if you want to be involved, that is what you'll do. You'll join. You'll join there. You know, if you like the podcast, if you still want to hear weekly things, although it will not be like a say your mind slash suck your mum, it will just be um, another um, thing altogether, another iteration. Um, because I have um, a specific idea that I want to run with. And it's just more of a, I don't want to call it a healing space because, you know, some people are just like self-righteous and um, they do too much with the woo-woo. But it is a space of just more intentional community. So I feel that, especially since all of the work that I've done over the past few years in allowing myself softness, allowing myself my own healing, showing compassion to myself. I want to explore that further and not with people who are struggling with their own demons and they want to project onto you. Um, and like hatefully sometimes listen to the episodes. So they have something to rile themselves up with, um, or to contend with. But I guess the people I'm going to miss the most, um, amongst the people that show me so much love because it's not all about the negativity you know the vast majority of people are super lovely and super um supportive um in in terms of like listening and when they see me they say lovely things but um I just don't think it's active enough so if we're going to be active if we're going to be intentional you can join the members area so that'll probably launch what like February times um and we can meet each other there. And it's nice they all launch in February times because we'll be in Aquarius season, right? So that's what will be happening. But the yeah, one of the, the type of person or some, yeah, some of the people I miss the most will obviously be the secret agents that listen to the show. I know that you'll struggle without me. I know that maybe two of you have fallen in love with me and I've really opened your eyes to things and the establishment that you work for. It's up to you now what you go on to do next. Councilwoman is dedicated to you all. I don't know who you are, but I feel that you're nearby. 
Okay. Um, and I will be in the other room and that room will need payment before you can enter. So that's that. Um, that's out of the way. I feel somebody wrote the other day to me that I seem lighter since announcing the ending of the podcast. And yes, announcing the ending of the podcast is definitely part of the reason that I may seem lighter, but also it's not just the podcast. I've just been releasing a lot of things um, from my life um, because the South Node is in Libra. So the South Node is, you know, near my son in Libra, you know, that when people talk about their star signs. So just releasing a lot of things, a lot of partnerships, um, commitments, contracts that just do not serve me, that like it just doesn't make sense like in that vein i dropped um the rest of the express vpn adverts the other day i told them to take out all the upcoming slots because some of you shared with me some of the things that the ceos were supporting and this that and the other and in order in order to honor you um i would have to make that financial sacrifice which i've done um and that's the nature of all of this in in it like you're wanting me to do that, which I'm happy, you know, happy to do. At the end of the day, we still think that I need to get an income, right? So, but I'll still, what, make the episodes essentially for free. Like, we've got to think about it. We've got to think about the reciprocity in this situation. And that's what Libra is about. I think that also people think about Libra and um, they talk about Libra as being in, um, indecisive and trying to find balance and weighing things up. Actually, I would controversially say that Libra, the sign of Libra, uh, Libra is about extremes. When whichever house Libra is in for you is where you do the most in terms of extremes. So mine's in my seventh house of relationships, you know, partnerships, commitments, that sort of thing. And that is where my extremes are. And that's where my self node is. So it's the kind of thing that I almost do as second nature. And whereas Aries being my first house, that's what I need to prioritize more, prioritize selfhood, prioritize independence. Because me, if somebody needs me, I'm all about partnership and helping people, but sometimes it's at a disservice to myself. And I even noticed recently, and I had to say something where I was noticing that like, in terms of communicating with people, I was communicating in a way that worked best for them. But I was just like, this doesn't actually feel natural to me to talk in this way or to correspond in this manner. It doesn't feel natural. But that was for me also to note that you have to assert your own style and the way that you want to do things. But I'm like very, very accommodating and I had to kind of think about that, that those are my extremes where I become so focused on how can I help everybody else that I lose sight on of how to help myself or how to give back to myself. So yeah, striking that um, balance is why Libra is not, like Libra aims for the balance Like the balance is what they aim for The equilibrium is what they aim for During their life But that means that they have to oscillate Between um, extremes So I hope that helps And so lots of Libra placements Whether you're a Libra rising Sun, moon, Venus All of that You're going to find that You're releasing certain things Especially the things that keep you disempowered um, Where you're not getting to show up As who you truly are um, so yeah, lots of like partnerships, working partnerships, relationships, things like that will be released. And for, uh, for some people they're reconfigured to make sense, you know, for what serves you best, for what serves your highest good. And some are just done, just done because you've learned whatever you needed to learn there and you move on. 
Um, so I feel like, yeah, did I want to say that? Yeah. Um, outside of that, I've had a really, I had a really great time in Baltimore. Baltimore was really, really cool. Um, lots of connections, um, really enlightening to meet people in America who are doing their podcasting thing. Um, it was a very, very great, um, event. And I, I, I want to say I look forward to going next year. But I won't have a podcast in the way that I have a podcast now. But that doesn't mean I can't roll up. And even if I don't have a podcast, you know what I've been pondering? I want to help other people with their podcasts. Because when we deep it, forget the fact that I didn't fucking record the audio the last for this, you know, and that's why I'm re-recording right now. And the fact that I've done this more than once, not recorded the audio. But I understand what it takes for somebody to get a good podcast out. So I would like to consult on certain types of podcasts and what I think would work because I don't think people have like a podcast consultant per se. And I know what gets the people going. I just feel like I need to stop because self-producing is an actual ball ache. The fact that I can come in, you know, Lev is, you know, with his um, nanny doing all of this stuff. I've had a long day of... um being at at an event for sister space, you know, I'm talking about yesterday. So I've just been out all day. Then I get here to record and I've got to check things. And I think that I've checked everything and I start recording and I record for about an hour because I don't want to record for more, only to send the file, not even check the file. Cause I'm like, oh, surely everything's fine. And get back and there's no sound. I cannot continue to do and juggle all of the things in this way. So being able to streamline how I do things because I'm monetizing how I'm doing the things will mean that I can pay an assistant, for instance, to be here whenever I'm recording to make sure that all of the things are on and ready to go. And then if they're not on and ready to go, then somebody's getting fired. Um, And I can't fire myself, you know. So, yeah. That's what I think would be cool to consult on other people's, like the creation of podcasts um, and audio content. I think I'd be sick at it. Just hearing other people talking about their, you know, work when I was at the uh, podcast convention, Afros and Audio, they were really welcoming as people as well. So if you have a podcast and you're listening to this and you want to go there next year, I really think it's something to invest in, like get your flight, get your this. But some of you are really good at getting sponsorship as well. So I'm sure some kind of brand can get you out there so you can have that experience. It's very, it feels like a a community of people. It's not some vast sort of thing. It's a, it's an intentional space put together by these people and next year will be their sixth year and they're just growing from strength to strength. Um, and yeah, it was just a really, um, positive experience. Um, Baltimore was interesting because I didn't have much food I just couldn't. I was, I mean, I went to Shirley's, you know, like um, it was like a soul food place. Shirley's was good. Um, Very cheesy, very like eggy, sausagey sort of thing. But I ate what I could eat, sure. But then I was just like, I need wings. I need some wings. I want some wings. And so I look up where, where can you get the best wings in Baltimore? And it suggested a place, a place kept coming up, coming up, coming up. So I was like, all right, cool go to this place. So after finishing at one of the Afros and audios, um, Afros and audio events, go there to go and I should have known from the moment I saw that brown door. How now brown door? From the moment I saw that shaka shaka brown door, 
this building that looked like one pub in Baltimore, I should have been like, Kelechi, turn back now. Turn back now. It's like, no, I'm going inside. Going, going in, lads. I'm going in. Go inside now. And it was the whitest of the white of the whitest. You know when you hear a record record scratching your head like and just standing there. Like, oh fuck. Oh fuck. Um and so yeah, it was just full of um like the white people that I guess if you saw them anywhere else, you'd be like, I need to run and run immediately. You know, like you'll see me, imagine if it was like a, a film, you're seeing me, the film opens with me running from, for my life. And you're, and um, the, vo- the voiceover is like, you're probably wondering how I got myself into this situation. <laughs> for the love of wings, for the love of wings, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ of the poultry. Wow. So I'm like, but sit down now, you know, grab a table, whatever, sit down, get a booth. And then I look at the wall, just turn my head and I look at the wall and I see pictures and they're all pictures of white people. And there's one picture that's framed like a photograph and it's framed. And it's just a a table of these white men sat together. And I can't tell you what it was about the photo, but it was giving clan. It was giving cluck, cluck, clan. <laughs> I'd like to call this episode cluck, cluck, clan, but I can't because I already called one episode Ku uh, Klux Quarteng. So I think I'll call this one for the love of wings. But um, yeah. And then I looked at another picture above it, slightly to the left. To the left, to the left. All the blackies of get the fuck out to the left. Um. The, the picture, the photograph was of white women on their knees wearing like their day dresses or, you know, their their home dresses, whatever. It looked like it was like 1960s sort of vibe. And they're sat, they're knelt by their porch, like their various porches, and they're scrubbing the step of their porch. And they're, you know, by each other, one after the other. All white women knelt down scrubbing. And I thought, that looks like the kind of place that if you as a black person move there, <laughs> you're not leaving. By that, you're, I mean, you're not leaving. You're, that is you done. You're, like, you're not making it out of that place alive, right? So there was, from the imagery that I saw on the walls, I was like, they're very much making it clear that no nigs allowed. This is a nigger free zone, okay? Negroes. Say no to the Negro, okay? But there was one white um, black guy sat by the bar, just eating his wings, wearing a NASA t-shirt. And I said, you know what? That is a dangerous man because his head didn't even move. When all the white people looked as, you know, you come through the door, his head didn't even move. And what's funny though, is that black people were still coming in there to get their wings, which I think is very hilarious for what I'm about to say next. But anyway, NASA guy, NASA nig, He was fine. He was just eating. And I just feel like that is a person you don't want to fuck with. Because if he can sit on his own at this bar, eating them wings and not even turn to look at anybody, he either really, really loves wings or he's like, fuck around and absolutely find out. So that was interesting. But I say all of this and to be honest and to be fair, um, the staff were lovely. 
welcome to Baltimore's best wings. I was like, okay, girl. Um, yeah, so the waiting staff were actually lovely. And then the wings came. And this is where my issue actually began. Because all of the other things I was saying, that's subjective speculation, right? No one got up and said, get out, nigger. No wings for the Negro. No, he didn't do any of that. But where my issue started was when these wings came and I ate one and I thought, fine, it's all right. It's all right. But it's tasting a bit unwashed, you know, in terms of the chicken wing. And that's one thing I have to thank my West African and Caribbean siblings for. We know how to wash a meat. Okay. And then upon closer inspection, because it was like different flavors of wings, right? Upon closer inspection, I'm seeing bare feathers. Hoodie hoo! I was I just saw bare feathers on the wing. I said, huh? No, 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 no. Not no go so. Like, what? Then I was just like, but can you sit with yourself for a moment and be introspective and self-reflective? Does anybody in this establishment look like they wash their legs? Do they? So if somebody is not going to wash their legs, what makes you think that they're going to wash a wing? Huh? Riddle me that. And instantly, I couldn't really eat anymore. I just couldn't continue with the consumption of the, of the, of the, of the chicken because the feathers, all I saw were feathers everywhere. At at this rate, you should have just brought, brought the chicken in, put it on the plate. I just poured the the buffalo sauce just on the chicken, just just on the live chicken. Just poured the buffalo sauce on the thing and just placed the chicken on the tray and just let it cluck, cluck around because this makes no sense. What the fuck? So my plant-based friends will be listening to this right now and cackling like the clucking chicken that was placed on my plate. Laugh and laugh well. Okay, you got me. Y'all won. Y'all won. Okay, because really, if I were vegan, that would not have happened. But then again, I say that and there are bare tasteless vegan restaurants. My God, yuck. Why don't you lot just serve sand? Just serve sand and cardboard and call it a day. But then obviously there are other places that have amazing plant-based food. But for the most part, I think if I went to another area and it was plant-based, I would have experienced the same thing. And then I feel like some of them plant-based people as well, um, if it was a similar kind of establishment, they're also not washing the vegetables. So what I'm really saying here is I just, I'm imploring us to wash more. Wash more, please, for the love of wings, please wash the things, wash it. Um, But yeah, Aside from that, really, really um, great. Our um, presentation, myself and um, Bernard, our presentation was absolutely sick. Like the audience really enjoyed it. It was great to kind of showcase other British, Black British podcasts as well, letting people know about them. And they were very intrigued. And a lot of people were like, oh, I'm going to go and follow them and, you know, get involved with what they're doing. It was funny that of all the people that we showed, who did they know straight away? Shits and gigs. Them man. (laughs) <laughs> them man have gone clear. Fuad and what's the other guy's name? Is it James? Them lot have got, they've gone clear. I think they've managed to strike the right balance between toxicity and bants. 
and it works for the it works for the you know the people it works for the collective and so i have to give all of the ratings it is a masterclass in how you utilize visuals and audio well um on certain platforms and also being male and how that works in your favor and a good mix of the light skin with the dark skin like it's just a great balance it just works for them like the alchemy in that on you know in that regard is improving successful so I'm happy for them in that regard. Um, what else did I want to say quickly, quickly? Oh, I saw a tweet about from another Nigerian God, God, girl going on about um, tarot and astrology. And I'm saying, I'm asking, I'm begging, I'm begging and pleading, like Brandy said, please just, please, please, please keep tarot and astrology out of your mouth. Especially if you're platforming or were, you were planning on platforming a predator who engages in race play for their channels and is rather anti-black. Like, don't. If you feel like your life got derailed after dabbling in tarot and astrology, was it the cards? Was it the 78 cards? Was it the moon and the stars that were in the sky anyway before you arrived here? Or was it your propensity for waywardness? Because sometimes I think like some of you lots fillers are starting to get into your bloodstream and it's fucking up your brain and your cognitive kind of integrity. Let's behave ourselves. Hmm? Let's behave ourselves because a lot of you girlies, you God, God girlies that like to come for astrology and the occult, you're not smart. Like you have a lane, stay in that lane. Yeah. Do the QT, do the fillers, do the, you know, the jobs, the jobs and the fits and do that. Do that because the moment you veer into my lane, Omar, let's not. Because every time you lot are expecting grace, 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 I don't see you talking this like greasy about Islam, about this, about that. But you want to stretch your throat and your lips to talk all the time. About, oh, tarot's this and astrology's that. Tarot and astrology, they're not the reason that you keep choosing fuckboys. They're not the reason that some of you are out there shagging up and down people who have already taken matrimonial vows. They're not the reason. But you keep talking. And that's not even like shots, because I know that some people like to listen to this and they're like, was that a shot a particular person? No, I just know a vast, like I see more than a lot of you lot see. So for you, it might be about one specific person, but I see way beyond some of the things that you lot see, right? And it, it's just getting increasingly irritating because I know for a fact, the same way I knew that some of you would come around to feminism, I know for a fact that five years from now, it will be, oh, but you know what? This sort of thing does have a point. And somebody did point it out to me that in the Bible, you actually see like, how did the wise men find Jesus? Who, do you, who the fuck do you think the wise men were? How do they know what to look for in the sky to know that the prophecy was being fulfilled that John the Baptist has spoken about? How did they know that? There are certain parts in the Bible that talks about fortresses being built, yeah? And that they use different kinds of crystals. Crystals, they, they mention amethyst, they mention different crystals that were used for the protection of fortresses. But somehow you decide that you know best. And we still come back to the demons that you're on their testicles. Like focus. If you just understood that the divinity that created all things resides in you and there is a way to commune 
with with that sense, with that sense of everything and nothing all at the same time, your life wouldn't be in such a disarray. And you wouldn't be so miserable and projecting that misery onto other people who are minding their business. And I'm glad you specifically that was running up your mouth and tweeting that people ate you up in the quote tweets. Focus. Like you'll be platforming big, big predators. Some that like to fuck young girls. Like you'll be platforming people, but it's tarot. It's the the 78 cards that are minding their business that you want to speak on. Let's all, before 2024 arrives, let's all get our fucking priorities in order Because it's starting to look very ridiculous The reason, and I'll tell you the reason today Because since we want to talk, let's fucking talk I mean, this podcast is coming to an end anyway But what I'm going to leave you with Over the next few weeks, on the days that I do decide Or the Mondays I do like decide to record I'm going to leave you with some truths That yes, they will shake your heart And you'll get defensive And you'll want to make an enemy out of me But I honestly, for for the love of wings And the God that made me Jesus Christ of podcasts I don't give a fuck You're already an enemy to yourself Why would I be bothered that you're an enemy to me? Fuck you it's getting disrespectful and it's getting ridiculous. You, If you don't understand something, say you don't understand and face your fucking front about what you do understand. But the thing is, you don't understand much. Because even what you lord and you claim that you understand and you hold in such high regard, you don't even know that in depth. But the only reason you use that is because you use that to perform the idea of being a good woman and being a good catch. You wouldn't have all of this vim for tarot and astrology if it was what the man then were into Because when we all deep it, some of you have never deviated You've never divested from being pick-me's You're just hiding your pick-me-ism in a much better fashion You've learned the buzzwords that everybody else is using as they are somewhat progressing incrementally You've learned buzzwords, but you actually, it hasn't entered you It hasn't entered your amygdala It hasn't It hasn't emptied your medulla oblongata So you're just talking You see it Your pygmyism has now been As shape-shifted into being a god-god girl And I say god-god girl I'm not talking to my actual Christians with sense I'm talking to my god-god girls Who have gendered their god as male um, And because they've gendered their god as male They don't move on really from the Old Testament Because their God is jealous Their God is tyrannical Their God sends floods Their God sends plagues Their God does all of these things And so they look for that tyrannical um, Hateful, jealous person In the men that they date And they don't see the correlation They gender God as male To fill a gap in the lack of a relationship That they had with the actual male parental figure In their life And then they use this as well Or to absolve the parental The male parental figure in their life That showed rather nasty tendencies They try to link that and be like Well God's the same So that makes it fine then But you see because my God The God that I know The God that I'm exploring Is literally a God of love There are certain things that I can't join you in I just can't And God shows up differently to all of us But the way that God shows up for me Means that I don't act in a fucking self-righteous way About what other people have going on I know that we all make it home in the end So whichever path that somebody is choosing As long as it's causing no harm To them or anybody else Figure it out 
And people talk about, oh yeah, but then they start relying on these things to predict this and to predict that. But your your pastors are doing shit. Why is it okay for your pastors to get possessed by the Holy Spirit? But it's not all right for other people to also feel the spirit and have a different language for that. What, what demarcates it? Some of your pastors literally get up one day and put on a shiny crocodile shoe and say that they're pastors and you lot run with it because you don't question men. You don't question men. Cool. And if they're light skinned, you definitely don't question them because I see that rampantly in America with them pastor lots. You don't question men. So then the men in your life, you don't really question them and you go with it. You've never sat down to ask yourself that, yes, as much as we honor the holy book, we honor this Bible that there are political things that have happened historically that means that what we have been given has been changed in certain regards. A truth is still a truth, don't get me wrong. But why is it that there are no books by women in there, in the Bible? You didn't think to ask yourself what? Women just didn't have anything to say? Women didn't see Jesus and go, rah, he's paying still. Let me just write a quick something. No? Could it be possible that maybe there were crusades that happened at a um, specific point and certain things were hidden? Can you not see how society is currently operating and how news has been given to us in a particular way in this modern society with the globalization of social media? You don't see? So now imagine a time before social media, before the majority of people could actually read and the church was a political entity. The Vatican was a political entity before anything else. You don't think that, and I'm talking about a time even before the Vatican, right? So you don't think about that. You don't think about maybe there were certain people um, who had governmental uh, powers. Maybe they were called Constantine and the likes who would have gone, "Mm, we need to find a way to merge paganism and this new thing that the girlies are doing, bring that together so we can have control over the masses. So they brought, they amalgamate Christianity as a growing force, as a growing movement with um, the age old um, practices of paganism. And that's when you get, you get events like Ishtar, that we call Easter and all of those things. Um, why do we have the um, Christmas trees at Christmas time? You don't sit down to ask yourself certain things, but what you want to yap, yap, yap. You're not smart. You're not smart. Don't do this. Don't do this. I don't like casualties. I don't want to have to take anybody out. I just, I really, like if we all respect each other, face your front. But some of you Niger, God, God girlies, you want to perform good womanism so much because in your mind, like I said, you've gendered God as male. So to you, God is the supreme cocky. That is the holiest of the dicks. That is the holiest. That is the the celestial cock. So you have to perform for that. I don't have to perform for my God. I just have to be. And you are in a state of not being. Like, because if you were to truly be, there is a part of you that you're scared that God, because you've gendered him as this tyrannical male, will dislike you. I don't have that problem. I just don't. So until we are on the same wavelength, let's just, let's just behave ourselves. Okay? Until we've all done the necessary, necessary reading, because I don't think we're at the same reading level. When we've done that, then people can talk. But me, don't play. Don't play with a don't play with a bad bee with a Bible. <laughs> don't. A bad bee with a Bible and a tarot deck? Ooh, baby. Baby. 
And I, I pray that any time any of you want to yap and open your mouth anyhow and start writing on social media nonsense that you get cooked time and time again, cooked better than that chicken, those chicken wings that, that I had in Baltimore. That's what I want. Because it's not, for me, I don't believe in ne- needing to defend anything, right? So this isn't a defense as opposed to, this is more of a, like a clarification and I won't clarify again. So take that how you will. I've really talked and I wanted to be out of here in very, very good time because I've also got to get home and do somebody's tarot reading as well. And I've got some juicy bits. Um, But I feel like I've said what, you know, I needed to say that was on my heart. Um, Yeah, let's get into, yeah, let's get into the tarot. Bearing in mind that I did this tarot reading yesterday, but when God brings me back like this, because let me tell you something. I talked about this very thing yesterday as well. And I didn't talk about it in as, um, let's say I didn't talk about it in as kind a way. So sometimes I feel like I'm brought back where God is like, reload it, selector, like reload it, my girl, wheel it up. Like, no, we're not going with that. Like, let's do it again. Okay. Um, but anyway, the tarot letter that we've got here says, help me, Kalichi, life did carry me go where? I know no. Dear Kalechi, I hope your son is okay and you enjoyed the bank holiday. I have been listening to you since the pandemic and it is so satisfying for me when I hear you cuss people who deserve every bit of it. I love listening on Mondays on the way to work and you energize me enough to face the day and I share you with everyone I meet every chance I get. I pray that your ministry continues to thrive and hope that G-Wagon is um, in order from Mercedes. Kelechi, please help me because I'm currently feeling very lost and confused. I stopped, started my psychology and neuroscience degree and I'm still struggling to finish it. I plan to finish and then pursue a counselling career with kids. However, it has been one thing after the other, ranging from a friend's, trigger warning here, trigger warning, from a friend's suicide to a grandmother's passing to severe depression and then back to working in in a special education needs school and I am exhausted, Kelechi. Working with these students is a joy till it isn't. So every day is a surprise. I've been finding myself loving teaching, but I also want to be a therapist. I'm so confused. Please help a baby girl at the crossroads. Meet me at the crossroads. You won't be lonely. Meet me at... Go and check... While I'm at it, go and check the tax documents of some of you lot's pastors. Because I don't feel... I don't understand how you lot don't see... um, the links between some of the churches that you go to and aggressive capitalism. I don't see how you don't see that. Capitalism and and horrendous patriarchy. And again, I'm not saying that this is the case for everyone because there are some incredible churches, some fantastic pastors out there that really do what they are called to do. And you see that in their sense of community, they don't try to hold money for themselves. But some of you are really posting people who fly in private jets here and there. And they say to you, but it's because, because God blessed them. Meanwhile, the congregation is starving. That's your leader. That's the leader you want to take me to. Hmm. Jesus of mountain and fire, mountain of fire and miracles. Jesus. Let's see what cards we've got for a baby girl. All right. So I'm just getting them up. Okay. Let's see what it's saying here. Am I meant to read all of it? I don't think these are relevant. Let's see. I'm just looking. 
at the cards The magician card comes up here And it's saying like For me I, I mean it's speaking about your situation Obviously I'll switch cameras It's speaking about your situation But it's also saying like You have the power Either way Whatever you choose You have the power To make either work for you But I'm also feeling that Why can't you do both But just not straight away Right Because you are meant to Help kids You know Through counselling Because I see the star card here Number 17 I see the star card here So pouring into the physical As well as pouring into the emotional This is also why it makes It makes me think That you're meant to do both And even yesterday I felt like I got the same thing as well Especially when I was looking At your chart um, That you sent through Thank you for sending your birth chart When I was looking at it Your Scorpio um, placement It just speaks to you Being able to do this um, Interrogating more what's under um, under the surface for the collective two of pentacles is you trying to make a decision but then we've got the two of wands here about looking for a way forward uh, but the magician coming out first and then what i'm seeing in one two two one seven one two two one seven interesting that number's significant somehow one two two one seven three five six thirteen four Okay. Yeah, it's about foundation. Um foundations. There's no reason that you can't actually like what's the reason that you can't do both? Because if you're studying, can you even work? So is there a way that you can work part-time so you can study um to finish the um psychology and neuroscience degree? Because there is I I I feel like if it's not going to exhaust you, that seems like an option. And it's interesting that you mentioned crossroads as well, because crossroads are what we look at when we're looking at the Orisha or the deity issue. And that's another thing that colonialism fucked up for us, where um, people started to conflate issue, the um, issue, the deity with um, Satan and Lucifer. Issue just takes, it's almost like a messenger. It just takes um, messages from earth to the spiritual realm and then back again So usually if you've asked for something Or you want something You place it at a crossroads For issue to get it And then um, when you are When that prayer has been answered Or that petition has been answered You might find that you see somebody Wearing black and red That asks you for something They will usually ask you for something Because issue will ask you for something Before it gives you the thing So yeah I, I found that really interesting within Yoruba spirituality that that's likely to happen. And this is one of the reasons why I mainly, that I only carry cash to give it. I don't carry cash to pay for things. I only carry cash in case somebody asks me for money to give it. And that's not because, oh, I need to do this so I can get my things. It's because it just makes sense. You know, when the, the, the blessing in this life is to be able to give, not actually to, to take. So I prefer to, and I always feel bad when for some reason I don't have cash on me at that time. Um, so I like to carry cash for that very reason and sometimes to tip as well. Queen of Cups comes here for you and Queen of Cups does speak to that, speaks to th about therapy because the Queen of Cups in this regard, um, with your reading, she's smiling and she's looking down at um, a bowl of water and that bowl of water is about emotions and she's got the crown on her head, obviously, because she's the Queen of Cups and the moon in the background there. Um, and then we've got the star card as well and water again. So water and wands. You're, I feel like you're and in the pentacles, I think that you're meant to do it. And the only thing that's stopping you from doing it is because you're thinking about your finances. So if there is a way of you continuing to earn money through working at the um, special needs education school, work, well, you know, working there 
so you can get a bit of money so you can continue with your studies. See, because I think if you don't ask, you don't know, but I'm sure I'm being shown here with the magician card as the first major arcana card that you've got that that is the path that you're meant to go with. Like try and do both basically. This says uh, the from the, uh, what is it? Dickhead in Recovery Affirmation card deck. We've got, um, I release all my fucks to the universe and choose to meet life with radical surrender. And that radical surrender is important And releasing all of your fucks to the universe Like you don't have to do things The way that everybody else has always done things You know trust yourself That ask for things to be moved And shifted in your favour And just see what comes of it um, Or maybe it's the kind uh, Maybe it's the situation where You have to come back to teaching But need to get another sort of role So you can complete your studies But I feel like maybe the balance you're looking for Is a way of doing both The card you've got from the Wisdom of the Oracle deck Is Clean It Up, number 21 One thing I should have also said Because not that I'm backing all the tarot readers out there Because you know when I spoke to you a lot about Eternal Tarot We know that she was some bullshit So I'm not taking away from the fact that there are actually Bullshit tarot readers out there Like absolute bullshit tarot readers and bullshit um, astrologers But in the same vein That's with anything There are bullshit pastors as well Who fuck the congregation um, Or children or young girls like Or boys, I don't know But the fact of the matter is like Anywhere you look which Within any structure There'll always be bad actor or bad faith actors There's always going to be nonsense And yeah, I also think that if you keep going back Keep going back and all of this It says in the Bible like about free will All of this is about free will Somebody tells you something and they're doing a reading They tell you something You are well within your rights as an autonomous spiritual being Having an, like a human experience to actually say No, I reject that That isn't true for me I don't want that And then you don't have it Free will still plays a role We're not talking about determinism That everything's going to happen to you Even when we're talking about astrology There are so many different ways to interpret somebody's chart And if they don't like one iteration of it They look at the other ways that that energy could still manifest I find that a lot with synastry Synastry will show you Synastry is when you take one person's birth chart And place it with another person's like birth chart To see what how the energies mix And sometimes you can see fantastic symmetry Or um, symmetry Synastry Where um, it shows that like oh, This is gonna this is, These people they're gonna get on They're gonna get on But if either person isn't actually Let me switch cameras and coming back to this reading If either person isn't actually living out their own individual birth chart Then that synastric connection cannot come to its full um, potential And then you see other charts with people who have challenging synastry Right? The, the aspects look rather challenging But because they are intentional and they love the fuck out of each other They work through those challenges They understand They prepare for those challenges Because a lot of this Is also about preparation They prepare for those challenges And they give it Their absolute Best fucking shot You see Every At every point It is yours to choose There are multitudes Of timelines That we can choose In any moment You have to choose What you want to commit yourself to None of this Should in like include you giving your power away There is no spiritual system That you should be following That allow, that um, asks you or demands of you To give your power away Not to another person Because they're going to lead you And they're the head of the household Or because you were made from their rib Or rare, 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 rare There is no body That you should have to give your power away to In this life But you share You choose who you share your power with Right? 
So I just felt like that needed to be said because I was looking at this. But anyway, let's see what it says for clean it up. Clean it up says, um, ever feel so bogged down with emotional gunk that you can't think straight? Could you be surrounded by physical clutter in your home? Also, too much work, overwhelmed, time to clean house. Every item out of place natters away at you. Every unresolved resentment, every comparison to others that leads to a sense of lack takes up energetic space. Every unpaid bill just adds to a, um, adds up to an unnecessary feeling of being overwhelmed. Now is the time to free yourself by energetically cleaning house. Just do it. Make room for the miracles that are lining up for you. Um, and I think that that's another thing as well. Like that's I'm getting that vibe that yeah, even if you can't carry on with the school, maybe because of the commitment that they need, finding something else, clearing out the clutter of what your other commitments are, and to see what you can make space for. Because it's been a very very trying time for you, and I'm so sorry about the passing of your friend and then grandmother and. That's why the star card is here as well, I think, because you sent this in May and I'm only reading this now. There has to be a time of healing for you. And it's through the healing that I think you would be able to make a more concrete decision about the direction that you want to go in. But I'm leaning towards if you had to choose between the two, go and um, study the therapy. But if there's a way that you could do both so you can earn a bit of money while um, studying then that should um could also be an option and don't beat yourself up for not having started or finished yet um because you finish when you finish like time isn't real finish when you finish we've got the knight of swords here so charging forward because i feel like in the space of time that i took to do this reading you've um, your mind is sharpened in some kind of way And you feel more motivated at this time So while you have that motivation I would say ask for the things that you need to ask for Regarding um, work and um, doing your studies What's this card as well? Five of cups Something has disappointed you um, At the time of listening to this But that's. But then I see two cups Behind the disappointed figure When they're looking at the three cups that have spilled And I think that that's all of the things That you've been through and experienced recently With the loss and the grief But the two cups shining behind Again, leads me to think That you should um, think about Trying to do both things at the same time So I pray that that resonates with you And um, yeah, thank you for sending your letter in So let's get on then with the rest of the show Because I want to be out of here If I'm smart enough um, where's that? Ah, where's my other phone? What's going on? What's going on? How will I know my notes then? Oh, it's here. Haha, <laughs> issue. That's funny because issue's also a trickster. Um, let's get to what we've got next then. Um, so share your magnificence. That's it. I, it would be great if I knew the structure of my own show. Um, share your magnificence. I wanted to big up everybody that's been showing up to the marches. I know the last march. Um, at Victoria Embankment had half a million people show up to protest against the genocide currently taking place in Palestine. Um, and just ratings, just ratings to you lot. Because while we see in real time, people are getting fired from their jobs and all sorts, you all have said, no, 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 not going to stand for it. I've just realized why I needed to record this episode again. I forgot to talk about um, somebody I believe it was I forgot to talk about her being um, suspended from Ofcom 
Um, so look at that. Look at that. That's what I, I mean, like I said, I looked cuter yesterday, but we'll work with what we've got. So two slaps on you lot's chest for being out there in the streets. I think that what we're seeing um, playing out is radicalizing so many people in real time in the best way possible. Again, that's that Pluto and Aquarius energy loading the fuck up. And, you know, we love to see it. And yes, we, um, with the genocide that's happening, the silent genocide, as it's called, that's happening like in Congo as well as Sudan, but Congo specifically right now, just because of the ways that the, um, you know, the components, the, um, why has it gone out of my head? The elements that they're finding basically there in that they're mining in Congo for smartphones, for tablets, for technology, they're killing people in order to be able to do that. Europe, America, they're killing people in order to be able to extract all of this. And it's disgusting. So it's true that while we are protesting for Palestine, we also need to remember to speak as much as possible about the over that over the last 25 years, even what's been happening in Congo is being uh, like disgusting, abhorrent, and it's it's genocide, like you know, across the board, genocide. But people are getting their technological, um, their tech devices and their gadgets. So why does it matter, right? But all of it matters. All of it matters. What I won't do though is be told that I should not focus on Palestine because Africans are, st- are struggling right now. And what have Palestinians ever done for us and people, men, older black men are sending me DMs um, asking me weird things, but whatever. So, yeah, my magnificence goes out to people who are showing up for these marches, like big up yourself, um, all the ratings to you. I feel like the next march, I think somebody said it was 11th of November. I could be wrong. Um but yeah, that's what I wanted to say for Magnificence. For So You Mad, Boris Johnson, that scraggly baggly with his hair that looks like relaxed pom pom hair. He is joining GB News as a presenter and commentator. The former prime minister said he was very much, look, very much looking forward to joining the channel, which counts a number of Tory MPs, including former cabinet minister Sir Jacob Rees-Mogg as presenters. In a video posted on X, formerly known as Twitter, Mr. Johnson said he was excited to say I will be joining shortly and offering my frank opinions on world affairs. I will be talking about the immense opportunities for global Britain, as well as the challenges and why our best days are yet to come. This is being said by a man who let hundreds of thousands of people die during the pandemic, while he was walking fresh Punani, while other girls, young women, was she a young woman? While other people were carrying his spawn. The appointment is likely to raise further questions after GB News was found to have breached impartiality rules by regulator Ofcom last month over an interview between Chancellor Jeremy Hunt and fellow Tory MPs Esther McVeigh and um, Philip Davies. Um, 
An episode of Saturday Morning with Esther and Phil featured a pre-recorded interview that focused on the government's approach to economic and fiscal policies ahead of the budget, which was announced four days later. The watchdog received 45 complaints from viewers and said its investigation found the programme was overwhelmingly reflective of the viewpoints of different strands of opinions within the Conservative Party. There are now a number of active investigations into the broadcaster. It's funny because 101 people complained about what GB News aired about me and they were told doesn't matter. So, but Ofcom didn't care about that because Ofcom's actually racist. Um, it did not consider D- GB News as a presenter to raise any particular concerns under the government's rules. Um, however, it did remind the former prime minister of his responsibility to manage the propriety of the specific pieces of work undertaken with GB News. In particular, as a former prime minister, you must be careful not to offer any unfair insight as a result as a result of your access to information and potential influence in government. That's really interesting, the access to information, because wasn't it Dominic that was helping him? Was it Dominic? Dominic Cummings that was helping him the most. Um, in the video announcing here, uh, the appointment, Mr. Johnson also promised he would give his unvarnished views on everything from Russia, China, the war in Ukraine, and how we meet all of those challenges to the huge opportunities that lie ahead of us. Shut up and go and have a wash, you bitch. So that's that. And it's just funny, isn't it, how white men just fail upwards. White men like um, Boris Johnson specifically, like upper class white men, they just fail upwards. They ruin things and they get get given another opportunity, another opportunity. And this is about him um, redeeming himself within popular culture because he'll likely say wild things. And he, for all of the ways in which I hate him, he's got charisma because there is a certain type of British public demographic that really enjoy him and he'll be able to appeal to them even more and then use that polit- um, that charismatic sway, as it were, for political uh, point scoring in the future. So it's all strategy um, is what I'm noticing. And moving from one fuckery to another on um, television, Alison Hammond, this is what I hate. Alison Hammond answered this woman back in such a timid way that I'm just like, you could have really said more, sis. You could have really said more because you were really talking when you were defending Philip Schofield. You could have really said more, but fine. Alison Hammond hits back after being labelled out of touch for wearing Rolex watch. Alison Hammond has set the record straight after a fan mistakenly thought she was wearing an expensive looking jewellery on this morning. Well, this was the other week. The 48-year-old took to Twitter on Tuesday to respond to a follower's criticism over her Rolex, in inverted commas, um, explaining that that she was, in fact, donning a far less pricey watch to host the ITV breakfast show. I love watching Alison Hammond. This was said by, is it MC Mc underscore Guinness for you raggedy bitch. I love watching Alison Hammond, but with the cost of living affecting us all, I find it uncomfortable seeing her wearing what looks like a Rolex. The disgruntled viewer tweeted, Alison was quick to clear up the confusion. However, clarifying that the watch had been given, uh, had been gifted to her by her mother and cost far less than the pieces from the Swiss designer brand. Alison wrote, I wish it's actually a Michael Kors watch my late mum bought me and it cost her £185 of her hard earned money. It means more to me than any Rolex, she replied. Sorry, you felt uncomfortable. And she put a heart emoji. 
Alison lost her beloved mother, Maria, in January 2020 after the Guyana native was diagnosed with lung and liver cancer. The Big Brother star has spoken about her close relationship with her mum on multiple occasions following her death, which occurred just six months before the passing of her father, Clifford. So Alison's been going through it. But what this little bitch, this this bitch face cow, what, what she wanted to focus on was this alleged Rolex. Even if it was a Rolex, what's your fucking problem? What's your business? What's your business? Even if it was a Rolex, she works hard for her money so she can wear what she wants on her wrist. What's your business? You feel uncomfortable because she's wearing that during the cost of living crisis. Have you checked what Holly Willoughby and Dermot are wearing? You haven't got the vim for them because you're focusing on a black woman because your, your issue goes beyond the cost of living crisis. It's the crisis of racism that's taking place in, you, in, the, in the space where a soul should be in your chest. That's or your solar plexus. But like, that's the, the the demon you're really battling with and you're making it out like it's something else. Girl, shut the fuck up. And this cost of living crisis and you're worried about her wearing a, a Rolex, you lot are the same ones that will be supporting the coronation though. So all of the jewels, all of the stolen jewels that KC3, man like Charles, all of the things that he was wearing, that didn't get your back up. You didn't, your back didn't, your, you didn't get your back up over the fact that Anonce was walking there wearing some like robe with fur on it as well be taking part in that ceremony that didn't bother you it's a rolex watch that is the hill that you want to die that's the hill you want to die on die there die there because this is what i mean like sometimes i just feel like you know like sometimes people are like oh you know you're not a household name whatever whatever i don't think i want to be known by the general white public in this country because i will not be polite to you in this way you type shit to me and I'm going to type shit right back. Don't threaten me with a good time. Your monarchy is right there. The people that are actually chopping your money, chopping your money, ostentatious representations of wealth. You don't want to take it up with them, but it's Alison that you have Vim for on a Tuesday morning. And this is what happens when you don't wash your legs. This is exactly what happens. The time that you should have used to do a scrub-a-dub-dub on those, on those, on those legs, you're using it to type shit to people on the internet. Crucial time that you could use to season your food in a moderate fashion. You're misusing that time to type shit to people on the internet. What a sad life you live. Sad little life. God. Anyway, um, that was that. So I'll move to straw of the week, AKA suck your mum. Um, let me speak about, I said Farai, Fadzai, um, a black woman who I've met a few times and is a proper baby girl. Why is this the wrong link? Um, Fadzai was recently, um, suspended from Ofcom and to me, the reasons are wild, are just wild. Um, where should I start from? Here we go. We'll use this one. Um, here we go. Fadzai Manzingira, um, her private account posted messages after the Hamas attack on Israel on the 7th of October. Um, there were screen grabs of what appeared to be posts from her account. One described Israel as an apartheid state. They've put this in inverted commas. Ofcom confirmed the suspension pending further investigation. In another post, um, published by some pussy clarts. 
Ms. Madzingira appeared to like a post calling Israel and UK a vile colonial alliance. Again, this is also in quotation marks. In a post published on Instagram stories, on her private account, her account was locked. So the person, I just want to take a moment. Join me in prayer, if you will. If you don't, if that's not your vibe, that's also fine. But if I can, if I can borrow your energy for just one moment. To the people that like to send insults on burners, to the people that have access to people's private accounts or maybe even their close friends' stories and choose to screenshot and um, then send to others in order to bring harm to those who are correctly sharing their views um, about the atrocities that continue to take place around the world. You people that do these things that betray people's trust and just like to um, be in the shadows and throw daggers from the shadows. I pray to all that is holy, to the most divine, to our source of creation, that you lose all of your power to be able to do anything that the misery that you wish so much for other people, that misery finds you a thousandfold. That all you know, all you know is dejection. Well, that's already what you know, but I, I want that amplified to such a state that you actually can't. You can't message people anymore. You can't take screenshots. It will never be well with you. Any good thing that was set to come your way, I've now snatched it. Me and my spiritual home girls. And my home and my home baby girls, baby boys, baby non-binaries, we snatched it. No more good things for you in your life. All you'll know from this day forth is only the most terrible things because that's what you deserve. Because you want to bring harm to people who are trying to walk on the path, walk on the path of justice and righteousness. And for that reason, you can't be allowed to prosper because all you want to do is bad things. Okay? Ashet. So um back to this. Um In a post published on Instagram stories, she describes herself as a Zimbabwean, a black feminist, a student of decolonization and a deep believer of liberty for all, saying she has one hope before posting a Palestinian flag emoji. Um, Sad. Ofcom must surely be told. What, What? Who said this? Speaking in the House of Commons, Sir William asked, will the Attorney General be asked to provide a legal note, if not a full opinion, given, for example, that one of Ofcom's directors is reported to be supporting posts this week itself, arguing that the government's support for Israel is a vile colonial alliance, referring to ethnic cleansing and genocide of Palestinians. Ofcom must surely be told that it must deal with this at once as a matter of impartiality, quite apart from any criminal action that may be needed under terrorist or criminal law. Fuck you, Sir William, whoever the fuck you are. Um, Conservative MP Sir William Cash. May that cash run out, you bitch. What terrorist accusations are you now making? What are you talking about? There was no point that Fadzai was lying. It is a colonial alliance. It is an apartheid state. Like, what are you talking about? And I'm just so sorry, baby girl. I'm so sorry that you have to deal with these raggedy bitches. I am so, so sorry. Even if it means that you leave this job, no. That because you spoke up at the time that you needed to speak up and you shared your views on your private account that somebody betrayed your trust on, know that you are so blessed. 
And so many, the same way that I just lambasted the people that like to do harm. Let me just say with all of the love in my heart, all of the light in my heart, that so much abundance will come your way. So many blessings will come your way as a result of showing up when you needed to show up. Only good things will find you every single day of your life. You are a cutie. You are a painting. You are someone of integrity and you have such kindness in you. Your beautiful smile, you're super intelligent and I am honoured to be walking a path with you where you said what you needed to say, albeit on your private account. And somebody felt like they needed to take that and move forward with. It will never be well with these people. But let me let you know that whatever happens, we've got you. We've got you. Fuck all these hoes. Um, so I wanted to get that out of the way. And also, um, surprise, 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 surprise. I've got a straw. I've got a straw for the police, one for the UK and one in America. So the Metropolitan Police have admitted that a 13 year old boy, well, I was even going to speak about um, Ricardo Dos Santos and is it Bianca, um, the Olympic athletes who were stopped and searched in 2020, handcuffed in front of their child, all sorts, because the police claimed that they smelled weed. It was proven that they were lying in their statement when they said that, but they lie all of the time when they say that because they never smell weed on white people, that they were smelling weed and that's why they treat them in that way. So they were fired. They were sacked um, for gross misconduct. And since then, guess what people have been doing? Guess what? Yeah, that's right. They've been raising money for them, raising money for the two police officers to show them support for being racist. I hate it here. So I wanted to say that. And then back to this. Um, So uh, a boy 13, that's what I was saying to you. The Metropolitan Police have admitted that a 13-year-old boy playing with a water pistol was rammed off his bike by armed police, knocked to the ground, and officers pointed their uh, their submachine guns at him. The Met has apologised for the incident in which the boy was also handcuffed, which happened in broad daylight in Hackney, East London in July. The mother of the boy, who has not been named, said she and her family had been left broken by the trauma and felt insulted by an officer who called her aggressive at the scene. One officer claimed her son had been lucky. Lucky because you're saying that you, you could have shot him, right? For a bright blue water pistol. And his sister was playing with a pink one. The Met accepts the boy, who is black, surprise, surprise, suffered trauma. His mother said his race led to his treatment by armed officers and brief arrest on suspicion of having a firearm. The Met said it was called to a report of a gun in the street and was obliged under policy to treat all firearms as dangerous until proven otherwise. It said no misconduct issues have been identified. What's funny, though, guess who called the police? Guess who called the armed police and alerted them? Another police officer. So you as a police officer, you stinking, you stinking, you stinking bitch. You as a police officer, in all the years that you might have been doing this job, you don't know the difference between a gun and a, and a bright blue water pistol. You don't know the difference. Isn't this what happened to Tamir Rice? You are hoping what, that they would just roll up and just shoot this boy. If I swear for you, the swearing, the curse will enter. It will enter through your anus, I promise you. The boy had been playing near his home with a blue plastic water pistol with his sister who had a pink one. At 3.45pm on Wednesday 19th of July, police say an officer saw a male on a bicycle pointing what was believed to be a handgun at a young girl. 
Armed officers were called with two armed response vehicles attending the scene. The Met said the specialist officers are trained on specific tactics, including using vehicles to bring cyclists to a stop. This tactic was used in this case, causing the boy to fall off his bike. Firearms officers left the car and he was handcuffed and detained. It quickly became clear that he was not in possession of a firearm. He was de-arrested at the scene. In subsequent inquiries, his family confirmed he had earlier been playing with a toy water gun. The child recalls seeing the red dot from the police firearms as the guns were pointed at him. And this is how you're ruining black children's lives. And some of you will go and join them and say, I'm on a police board. I'm advising them. I thought that they could be advised too. But this is beyond anything. Nothing is changing. Nothing. And that, that, that little black boy will have that memory etched into his consciousness for what, forever? How would that mean that he moves through the world? And this is why the violence of the police um, goes beyond just like physical harm. It's the way that your childhood, it's the way that your future is stolen from you based on the careless and nasty way that you're treated. Once the armed officers had knocked him to the ground, a neighbor brought his mother who protested to the police. The boy's family wants his identity protected, which they believe will increase his chances of recovery. Amen. His mother said it has been a deeply traumatic experience for him, me and our family as a whole. The attitude of the police to him and to me is shown up in the, in the words of the senior officer at the scene. When I protested to him about the conduct of his officers, he told me I was lucky they had not arrested my son, but you did arrest him because you just said that you de-arrested him. So that means that what you're really saying is you're lucky we didn't shoot your son. For what? For playing with a brightly coloured plastic water gun with his younger sibling on the streets behind our home? For being a black boy on the streets of Hackney? I know, and the police know, that they would not have treated my son in the way they did if he had been a white 13-year-old boy. I know that they would not have treated me with the contempt shown towards me or described me as aggressive if I was not black. After what has happened, how can I ever tell my children that they can turn to the police for help? I feel broken by it all, distraught because I was not able to protect my child from what happened. And there you've hurt a mother as well, because I feel like there's no, like, horrid there there isn't a, a more horrid feeling than being a parent and thinking that something happens to your child that's very very traumatic and you could not protect them in any way in that moment and that's that's the rift that's the fracture that you've now placed in that relationship you see what i'm saying about the extending nature of such violence so a straw to the met police um they have many straws from me by now um i just want to get a truck Get a truck one day, fill it with lots of straws and just dump all of it in front of New Scotland Yard. And as a final straw to um, another um, sector of the police. um, Seven months of searching for her lost lost son brought Betterson Wade to a dirt road leading into the uh, into the woods past an empty horse stable and scrapyard. The last time she'd seen her middle child, Dexter Wade, 37, was on the night of March 5th. As he left home with a friend, she reported him missing and Jackson police told her they'd been unable to find him, she said. It wasn't until 172 excruciating days after his disappearance that Betterson learned the truth. Dexter had been killed less than an hour after he'd left home, struck by a Jackson police car as he crossed a nearby interstate highway. 
police had known Dexter's name and hers, but failed to contact her, instead letting his body go unclaimed for months in the county morgue. Now it was early October and Betterson had finally been told where she could find her son. She pulled up to the gates of the Hines County Penal Farm, her sister on um, in the passenger seat, a sheriff's deputy and two jumpsuited inmates in a pickup told her to follow them. They bounced down the road and curved into the woods, crawling past clearings where rows of small signs jutted from the earth, each marked with a number. Girl, look at this, Betterson 65 said to her sister. Would you believe they would bury someone out here? The caravan came to an end of the road, um, came to the end of the road at another clearing with more markers. The deputy took one of Betterson's hands, her daughter the other, and they walked to the mounds of loosely packed dirt. They stopped at grave number 672. Really? Betterson said. She bent over, hands on her knees. She cried out, her voice echoing off the surrounding trees. I'm so sorry, baby. I'm so sorry. Growing up in Jackson, Dexter was a sweet little boy, sharp with computers, a leader amongst classmates, a lover of nice clothes, a dreamer who hoped one day to run his own business refurbishing old cars. That went awry in his teens when he got lost under the influence of older men who stole cars and did drugs, Betterson said, a single mother of three who worked at night. Betterson said she wasn't always around for Dexter, but she always bailed him out of jail and he always returned home, Betterson said. Although Dexter's boyhood aspirations did not come true, he had a girlfriend, Candice Thomas, who um, had two daughters, who remained a bright spot for him even after the couple's romantic relationship dissolved, even after Dexter served two stints in prison, one for attempted auto theft and the other for armed robbery, according to the Mississippi Department of Corrections. He was released in 2017. When he got out, Dexter remained friends with Thomas and was a committed father, she said. Although Thomas had full legal custody, Dexter talked to his daughters often and visited them in Gulfport three hours away. During the summers, they came to stay with him at Betterson's home in Jackson. He was sweet and loving, especially when it came to the kids, Thomas said, but prison had clearly damaged him. You could look in his eyes and see he wasn't the same person, Thomas said. I could tell he was struggling mentally. Dexter was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and schizophrenia, Betterson said. After starting medication, he decreased his illegal drug intake and stayed at home most of the day cleaning and taking care of the yard. He liked to give homemade ice pops to kids in their street, handed food to people who didn't have homes and occasionally sold sodas and chips in the neighbourhood. He rarely left the house for more than a day or two without calling, Betterson said. He never showed signs of wanting to hurt himself. He didn't seem like he was in a bad place, but I don't know what happened that particular day. On March 5th, Betterson, a retired Nissan line technician who worked part-time as a home health aide, returned home and found one of her windows broken. She and Dexter argued about it and around 7.30pm he left with a friend. Days passed without a word. On March 14th, Betterson called the Jackson Police Department to report him missing. The decision to call the police was difficult for Betterson. She did not trust them. In 2019, her 62-year-old brother died after a Jackson officer slammed him to the ground. The officer was convicted of manslaughter but is appealing. Her family filed a wrongful death lawsuit accusing Jackson officers of excessive force and attempting to cover up their actions and accusing the city of failing to properly train and supervise the officers. The city was de has denied the claims and said it isn't liable for what happened. The officer's lawyer said they acted responsibly and lawfully. 
a federal judge dismissed some of Betterson's claims. Others remain pending in state court. Betterson said her mother advised her not to call the police about Dexter. My mama told me they're not going to do anything, uh, Betterson recalled. I had to do something to find Dexter and I thought this was the best way. An investigator came to Betterson's house and took a statement. She said she emailed the investigator a picture of Dexter. He left a card with a case number on it. Two days later, she emailed a different investigator, another photo of her son. The original investigator filed an incident report that misspelled Dexter's name as Desta. Betterson said she kept in regular contact with the police, asking for updates and requesting that they put his picture on TV. She did her own search, checking out abandoned homes and driving around her neighbourhood, asking if anyone had seen him. She never found the friend who left home with him. Dexter's teen daughters and their mother grew frantic, calling Betterson for news. The girls would ask, did you hear from my daddy? Thomas said, we just kept praying he was all right. Carrie Banks, a close friend of Betterson's, accompanied her on searches um, of the neighborhood and watched as stress and desperation wore on her. She called someone every week and asked about her child, Banks said. She couldn't get him off her mind. She was crazy about that boy. Each time she called, police told her they had no information. It turned out that the Jackson Police Department had answers all along. The department did not respond to detailed questions and has not commented on or explained how it handled Dexter's death. Um, basically, this article isn't saying it, but um, hold on, let me find it. I think they said, they mentioned it here. Um, the um, spokesperson, Melissa Faith Payne, added in an interview that police did not intentionally harm Dexter or his family. That's bullshit. There was miscommunication, but there was no malicious intent anywhere in this whole situation. This account has been pieced together with interviews with Dexter's family and a coroner's investigator, along with court records and documents provided in response to public records request. A crash report, incident reports and coroner's office records. Um... Betterson also shared personal notes, emails, Dexter's death certificate, a coroner's report and case information cards provided to her by the police. Those materials show that just before 8pm on March 5th, Dexter was walking across Interstate 55, a six lane highway, when a Jackson police SUV driven by an off-duty corporal struck him in the southbound lanes. Um, He was less than a mile from his mother's house when he was struck and killed by an off-duty officer. The corporal who alerted the police to the collision was not injured. He was not suspected of being under the influence of drugs or alcohol and was not given field sobriety tests. So they didn't test him whether he was drunk or not. They didn't. So we don't know, right? We don't know. Um, Nor was he cited for any traffic violation. The death was ruled accidental. Dexter suffered severe injuries, including to his head. A toxicology report later noted Dexter had PCP and methamphetamine in his system. We know that police do that, that they can add that to your system to cover up for themselves. I'm just saying. An investigator from the Hines County Coroner's Office responded to the scene. He did not find identification on Dexter while examining him, but found a bottle of prescription medication in his pocket with his name on it. Three days later, on March 8th, The investigator, LeGrand Elliott, contacted the medical facility that had provided the prescription and received Betterson's name as Dexter's next of kin 
um, next of kin, according to Elliot's case notes. Elliot said he called the number listed for Bettison in the facility records and left a voicemail, but no response. Bettison confirmed that the number Elliot said he called was correct, but she doesn't remember receiving a call from him and was not able to access her Boost mobile phone records to check. Elliot confirmed Dexter's identification on March 9th when the state crime lab said his fingerprint, uh, fingerprints matched those it had on file for him, according to his notes. Elliot said in an interview that he passed what he'd found, a phone number and an address to the Jackson Police Department Accident Investigation Squad so they could notify Bettison of um, Dexter's death. Once we get that information, I turn it over to the police because it's in their jurisdiction that they do the proper death notification, Elliot said. Bettison, meanwhile, turned to Facebook where she posted pictures of Dexter with her phone number, pleading for him to, or um, him or anyone to, um, who saw him to call. On March 15th, the day after Bettison reported Dexter missing, Elliot followed up with Jackson police for um, updates. No kin has been located as of yet, he wrote in his notes. Elliot made another follow-up call on March 30th and was told there was nothing new. The following day, the coroner's office asked the Hines County Board of Supervisors for approval to bury Dexter's remains in a pauper's field at the Hines County Penal Farm. As that request was being filed, Bettison posted another photo of Dexter on Facebook. Have anyone saw my son? Please call his mother. The Board of Supervisors approved the coroner's burial request on April 3rd. Four days later, Elliot uh, called Jackson Police again. No new updates, he wrote in his notes. So this carries on. But all I really wanted to say was the police, the Jackson police knew the whole time and they said nothing. Basically knowing that they still had an outstanding case with um, Bettis and Wade, they knew. And they were just like, well, we'll just say nothing. And that's deeply troubling, heart-wrenching. Dexter had his things. He had his life things. He had his journey that he was on and it wasn't smooth. Did he deserve to die? No. And upon being killed, whether accidentally or otherwise, why keep that from his family and have them searching and searching and searching in this way? Is that not wild? Is that not depravity? To me, it's just really sad. But that's that. That's everything from me for this week. I really feel like I've said all of the things. Thank you so much for listening. I've definitely gone over an hour, but not too much. So, um, yeah, I've been Kaleshi Okafor and this has been Say Your Mind or SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right. Met police, all the police. Suck your mum. Anyway. Catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman. It's baby boys, baby girls. You need to hear this. If you sit down, sit down. Receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea. We are gonna sip it here. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.